Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Ah, good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. I am so excited. I mean, I'm always excited for every show, but this one in particular, I have, well, you guys are always all my special guests, but Benny, you know this, Dr. Joe, he's a special place in my heart and my soul and of course, countless others. So today we are talking to the wonderful Dr. Joe Dispenza. Before we get started, I want to remind all of you that um, you've got to do the voting in the survey. Of course, I want you to vote for my show because I think it's wonderful and I want you to vote for me. So make sure you go to 1150 KKNW. You'll see the banner right on the front page and get started. All right, I have to remind all of you about one of my superstars. Of course, there's Benny right there pushing all the buttons. Benny, thank you very much. But also Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you to build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, they can help you build and sell that too. Please contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult to see what options they have for you. Go to www.resonateweb.agency. Please tell Josh that you heard about him on the Gratitude Cafe. It does not hurt to just have a phone conversation Do your own due diligence. I have vetted everybody that's coming on here, but again, the disclaimer is you have your own free will. This is, of course, the Gratitude Cafe. Sue Lundquist here, your new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas. That is a new you. New you. We're talking about creating a new you right here with Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is an international lecturer, researcher, corporate consultant, author, and educator who has been invited to speak in more than 32 countries and five continents. As a lecturer and an educator, he is driven by the conviction that each of us has potential and greatness, unlimited abilities. I so believe in that. It's so true. In his easy-to-understand, encouraging, and compassionate way, he has educated thousands of people detailing how they can rewire their brains and recondition their bodies to make a lasting change. His next book, he's obviously a New York uh, best-selling author. He's written You Are the Placebo, Making Your Mind Matter. He's got bunches of books, workshops. In fact, I'm so excited. Next year, they're launching week-long workshops. He has one coming up in Spain, and you must go to his website. Go to drjoedispenza.com. I highly, highly recommend you um, going to his workshops. You're just going to be totally immersed in love and change, and it is just Something that you just can't explain unless you're in there. So without further ado, Dr. Joe Dispenza, welcome. Wow, that's quite an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I know. There's like a big drum roll, my love. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be with you. 
Thank you very much. You have another book coming out. In fact, I have mine on pre-order. I want my juicy one right here in my hands, but I know that we're doing a pre-launch and I'm so excited because I want to support you in any way that I possibly can. Let's just jump right in and talk about your book and your passion behind the book. Sure. I mean, I wrote this book uh, and it's probably a book that I've wanted to write for a long time. And um, as you know, one of the things that we started seeing about uh, seven or eight years ago is that we started seeing people having significant changes uh, and profound experiences right during our our workshops, our weekend workshops. And I'm talking about everything from a remission from a a chronic disease all the way to a a mystical experience or a transcendental moment that changes a person forever. And so we started, after we started seeing that, we knew that something was happening in people's inner states that were subjective, you know, a subjective experience, but we wanted a quantitatively measured objectively so that each time we were able to witness some type of event like that, we could gain more information based on the analysis of what we were studying in a person's brain and their heart and their neurotransmitters before and after an event, uh, their gene expression, uh, the energy around their bodies, the energy of the room. We measured just about everything, and, and we started doing those measurements because we were interested in closing the gap between the philosophical realm of knowledge and the, the true experience that a person has. And if we can close the gap between knowledge and experience from information to transformation, then we could teach it better. <clears throat> and so I wrote You Are the Placebo because we saw that people were healing by thought alone. But then somewhere about uh, four years ago, uh, we started getting these measurements that were really quite uh, outside of convention. And uh, when you see it, for example, a brain scan where a person's having a mystical experience in that moment, and you just happen to be lucky enough to have that person hooked up to a quantitative uh, EEG, and you're seeing just profound uh, shifts in energy in a person's brain, and, uh, you know, unusual measurements that uh, a lot of the scientists that came and studied our work uh, during our workshops, they were thinking that the person was having a, a seizure or there was some type of uh, serious condition going on, and, of course, that wasn't the case at all because the person was having an inner event that was more real than any past external event, and since experience rewires the brain and since experience produces emotion when the person has an inner experience that's as real as any outer experience in a sense the person's biology their their brain rewires itself and the body gets conditioned in a matter of seconds to a new mind and so we did the measurements and 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 now we're 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 so far along in 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 our our um, research that we can almost predict when a person's about ready to have a profound experience. So we measured brains, we measured genes. We know now that in four days that our students, you know, a random a select student, uh, 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 you know, we took a random group of students and we, we saw that they were changing their gene expression and, uh, within four days. And, and you know, the, the theory that it's possible is, is being more accepted, but when you start seeing the evidence that the common people could actually do that, you know, signal genes that suppress tumor growth, that um, uh, uh, increase um, longevity and, and suppress aging, 
and antioxidation, and you see people uh, activating the genes for stem cells to go to damaged cells and tissues in the body and repair them uh, to uh, stimulate the immune system, to actually rebuild the cellular structures. Um, you can't turn your you can't turn your uh, your eyes away from that because it's evidence that uh, that we have more power than uh, we've actually been told. So the book is really just about my research in the advanced workshops and and just showing people that you don't have to be uh, a person who's meditated forty thousand hours to do this or um, someone who's uh, spiritual in any way is, uh, or an academic or a scholar that you can just be a common person and then you start really realizing that people really have all the machinery neurologically and biologically to make these type of changes, then the question is, how do you do it? And I think this is a time in history where it's not enough to know. It's a time in history to know how. And our student body and the community of people that are embracing and doing this work uh, really are having some really profound experiences that, uh, that causes them to really uh, understand that there's more to reality than, uh, than we've been perceiving. And thank you so much for taking the time and the devotion to prove this. There's been so much proof. I mean, and I, when I talk about my learning experience and my change from the inside out with you, what was so profound for me, if I could share that with you, Dr. Joe, is, you know, if you've got a cancer, like you've, you've had the examples at your workshop that the gentleman, he changed his mind, he changed his biology, and the tumor fell off his foot. That, remember that example that you were talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go into details later, but what I where I'm going with this is I didn't have anything externally that I could actually see that was changing. For me, for to hear you say you are actually changing neurological pathways, just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, you know, keep doing the meditation, being being consistent. That for me, the nerdy stuff was really exciting for me because it kept me going. I knew that I was changing neurological pathways, but where I'm going with this, everything for me was an internal change. It was, you know, they label post-traumatic stress, traumas, all that stuff. I really don't like the labels, but it is what it is. So for whatever reason, I had all this stuff going on. But as soon as you came into my life and as soon as your teachings came into my life, the anxiety went away, the fear, the guilt, oh my heavens, all of that stuff, that big ball of yuckiness has subsided. And I just... I can't thank you enough for giving me the practical tools to help with that. So thank you. Oh, well, that makes you the uh, living example of truth, and that's what I want for everybody. I want everybody to really experience that kind of change because, you, you know, most people, this, this work is not about positive thinking. This is not about thinking positively and thinking fo- positively because you feel so negative or so unhappy. <laughs> You've got to do the work. Yeah, you got to get into the operating system, and and when students are challenged by their own personal limitations, and they understand that there's something that they can reach for beyond that, and you have them for four days, and you have a community of students that are all doing the same thing, the energy of the room changes. We've measured that. <clears throat> the energy around people's bodies begin to change. They they're emitting more light and information. We've measured that. Um, their autonomic nervous system seems to work better. There's a recalibration of their health because the autonomic nervous system is what creates health and balance internally. And um, a person all of a sudden starts to open their heart again, and they start to feel love, and they start to feel compassion and joy and gratitude. 
And that's really the natural state of being. That's our birthright. So they, they really learn that whether they're suppressing or suppressing, they're, they're dialing down the emotions of stress uh, and they're learning how to regulate more elevated emotions and what it does to their heart and how it affects their brain. When people really start to assign meaning to what they're doing and they realize that their past is the only thing you can uh, um, know about the past is that you can't find it anywhere else but in your brain, you know, in, in your <laughs> body. That's the only place that it exists. So um, when people start to really sh- reach outside of um, their known self, and they're being defined by a vision of the future instead of the memories of the past, and you give them enough time to really come up against their fear, or their anxiety, their guilt, to come up against the very the, uh, their emotional belief that stops them to going any further. When they have the understanding that there's a map to where they can go, um, then all of a sudden uh, they begin to have... Uh, uh, the, the fruits of their efforts start to show up in, in really, really cool ways. So they notice they don't react as much emotionally to conditions in their life. They notice that they're more present with people, that they have new ideas, that they're more creative, they're more innovative, they want to connect. They, they, they find uh, their joy and values in different things than they did before. And the person kind of is happier with themselves, and I think that's the key right there. So, so we've seen just in the last four years, so many really profound stories of people really making those shifts and really becoming someone else. And the disease or the health condition or the, the problem in their life, uh, in some natural way, just seems to reorganize. And, and uh, so our outer world typically <laughs> affects our inner world. And then when we start doing the work, you know, our inner world, we have to change our inner world in order to change those inner world experiences, our inner states. But if we keep doing the work, our inner world all of a sudden starts to have an effect on our outer world. And that's when we go from victims, uh, being victims in our lives, to being remembering that we're creators in our life. Victims to creators, that's so important. And that's what you teach, and you teach with practicality. And I, that's why I'm so passionate, and I'll support you to the day I cross over, that you do. You give the practicality of it, but folks, you do have to do the work. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sick, but just like Dr. Joe says, you've got to get over your body. Literally, it's going to lie to you. What do you say? It's going to lie to you the first second you wake up? <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning and you have to do something <laughs> differently, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you actually do that task, everything your brain tells you usually is a lie. You know, start tomorrow. I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. I'm too tired. Those are all the excuses, really, that and thoughts, really, that stand in the way between us and our dreams. And, and you know, you have to look at certain people in this work that I would consider my heroes. I mean, they are the people that I admire and I look up to that were diagnosed with serious health conditions that uh, medical science really just didn't have an answer for, or they were treating either conventionally or unconventionally, and they were staying the same or getting worse. And all of a sudden, they started turning that battleship around. There were there were days those people um, had a lot of fear. You yeah, know, they thought they didn't think they were going to live, and but they did their meditation anyway, and they they overcame their fear to some degree. And they had days where they really doubted, and because their family was worried about them, or the doctor told them some um, some information that uh, that uh, made them wonder if they were able to do it, and 
doubted themselves, but they did their meditation anyway, and they overcame their doubt that day. And, and there were days where they were felt so bad physically and emotionally, felt so sick that they didn't want to do their meditations, but they got beyond their body, they got beyond their feelings, and and they connected to something greater. And and um, every time you do that, you, you're telling your body that uh, it's not the mind, that you, in fact, are the lawgiver in the mind. And so those people that make those kind of efforts and they stand in front of an audience and, you know, they say, I, I, I recondition my body uh, to a new mind every day and I wouldn't get up from my meditation until I was in love with life or I was experiencing a greater level of gratitude. And you see the person <laughs> has lost all their money, they have uh, lost their, their relationship, uh, they can't work because they're too sick, uh, they can't take care of their children, they have like no reason in their life to the materialist um, to be in love with their life, but they understood that they were really teaching their body what their future would feel like. And, and you see that person stand in front of an audience and talk to 700 people and tell the story, and it's not glamorous all the time, and they don't look like a movie star or a sports figure. They just like look like an average person. But when you start seeing their own journey and you start listening to how they did it, uh, I've witnessed audiences so many times in tears because that person is speaking to possibility, and it gives people permission to say, God, if she can do it, I can do it as well. And, and that kind of shift that's taking place amongst uh, at least our community creates a greater level of awareness. Now, the greater level of awareness means then that something else is possible, and that now people are less reliant on things outside of them. They're more more connected to the idea that something inside of them could actually uh, work to heal them as well. And so uh, it's become the four-minute mile in our community. It's, uh, some people come out of their meditations, and they don't have any profound experiences, and their hearing comes back. But they don't really care. <laughs> what what happened? They just want to be able to hear again, and they've been wearing hearing aids for the last ten years. Other person who has uh, a tumor on a on a cranial nerve that has been fighting hearing loss for the last two years and has uh, seventy seventy five percent hear loss hearing loss all of a sudden have a profoundly mystical experience, and you know in one second uh, gets her hearing back in one second. Um, <laughs> It doesn't matter how it happens. It's just the fact that it, it, it is happening. And so uh, that's, that's speaking to people's uh, possibility, and, and it gives people the, the belief that it could happen to them. And, and, and now we're taking a community of people where just like uh, an infection spreads amongst a community that creates disease, I believe that health and wellness is as, as infectious as disease when you have a community of people that are all uh, striving for the same outcome. So let me ask, and Dr. Joe, you're speaking, you've walked the talk. I mean, I, I don't know that uh, the audience or a lot of people do know this, but you suffered a massive accident. So it's not like something you're just preaching to the choir here. This is something that you live on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I my desire is to be the living example of uh, of everything that I teach, and uh, of course, uh, given my schedule and uh, 
the, the amount of events that we do and the travel and everything is a challenge. But, uh, but of course, my own personal wake-up call started me on this journey. And it was kind of funny because we did our final advanced workshop uh, in Palm Springs yes. uh, last month. And uh, it was our 19th advanced workshop. We've done 19 advanced workshops. And, and it was the end of the year. It was our last uh, event for the year. And last advance before we go to the new model of doing week-longs. And uh, one of my friends who was at the event said, well, how does it feel to be at the place where it all started? And I, and I hadn't even thought of it because when I had my own personal injury, I had it in Palm Springs, <gasps> uh, California in 1986, just right wow. down the road where the, uh, wow. <laughs> right where the event was. And, and I just didn't even put the two together until she said it. And I thought, my goodness, uh, Wow, this is kind of a come full circle because well, if I didn't have my own wake up call and my own ex- uh, experience of of my own personal healing, I would have never started uh, this journey, and I would have never asked the question if if I'm able to do this or if I had this experience. Is there anybody else that have has had a similar experience? And that's what got me interested in spontaneous remissions and really looking to see what it is in people. Uh, that have uh, health changes, what it is that they, what was their uh, internal process. And, and that kind of got me all started on this whole journey. So um, not only for my own personal um, uh, moment, but also I think it really is uh, uh, it's creating a, creating a, a door for uh, the, the, the question of what it is that took people to heal and then, then saying, wow, if it worked on these people, it's similar to what I did. Uh, can we reproduce it now that I understand what the commonalities were? So then if it worked on sick people, it could work on well people. And so I just kept working on reproducing the model and refining it more and more so that uh, it, be- it could become more practical. And you've done a great job. Now, the audience, let me ask you something. Honestly, do you want to continue to be a victim or do you want to create your own life? And that, as simple as that question is, it is so profound we are in the rat race of life. We get going and we're the, the, the big word for me is distraction. Distraction because you're juiced up on coffee. Distraction because you're juiced up on sugar. Distraction because you don't have the love of your life. Distraction because you've got to get to a meeting. Kids, distraction, distraction. Here is where the magic happens. You get into a meditative state. You can get rid of that anxiety. I, I say get rid of the anxiety because I'm walking talk of that. Um, everybody's different. You've got to do your own work and your own due diligence with that. But I want to remind the audience who we're talking to. It's Dr. Joe Dispenza. His website is www.drjoedispenza.com. His latest book that is coming out is Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. Now, folks, I have been blessed um, to work with a multitude of these people in the workshops and I can, t- and I'm, I'm just going to joke, Dr. Joe, my nickname is flip flop Sue because when I go down and I go in that space, I, I do, I'm down on the ground and I'm gone and I am blissed out to heavens. I absolutely love that space. I, and I'm training myself to constantly be in that space, even in real life. And that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? Sure. I mean, uh, what we're working on doing, uh, in our in our work is to help people. <clears throat> let me think about this. Most people, uh, and this is dependent on uh, the hormones of stress, but 
most people, if we're going back to the concept of distraction, have most of their attention on their outer world. So then the more you react to someone or something, the emotion that's created from that reaction that's based in stress or based in survival gives the brain and body a rush of energy. Mm-hmm. So then the more fear you feel, the more anxiety you feel, the more anger you feel, the more frustration you feel, the more judgment you feel, the more suffering you feel, the more guilt you feel, the more you're going to pay attention to what you think is causing it. So the stronger the emotion, the more you pay attention to the cause outside of you. That's a primitive response from a a nervous system that's all about surviving in an environment. So the problem is, is where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So now the majority of your attention and your energy is going to something outside of you, which means you're giving your power away to something outside of you, and you're directing your energy and your attention away from you. So, so then teaching people then how to lower the volume to that emotion in their meditation and learn how to regulate internal states independent of the conditions in their external environment and making that a skill is going to cause them to not put all of their intention and all their entire intention on their outer world. They're going to start paying more attention to their inner world, and they're going to say, oh, I'm feeling that feeling of anxiety right now, or oh, I'm noticing that I'm getting a little frustrated. And they're going to notice that emotion immediately, and then they're going to go back to the skill set of being able to temper it and to work with it and to regulate it. And that saves them a lot of energy because life is about the management of energy. So people are mismanaging their energy all the time because it's connected to a person or an object or a thing or a place at a certain time. And and so their energy is being fragmented. They don't have enough energy to heal. They don't have enough energy to create a new life, to create a new opportunity, to create a new job because all of their energy is going in different directions. And so each one of those objects or things or people or places or bodies or whatever it is has a neurological network in their brain. So as they shift their attention from one person to one thing or to one place, they activate those circuits. And if you measure the brain when it's aroused to the slightest degree because of those stress hormones, the brain starts firing very incoherently. The different networks compartmentalize and the brain's working against itself. And when the brain is incoherent, we're incoherent. So Instead of putting your attention on an object or a thing or a person, teaching the person how to do the exact opposite, instead of narrowing your focus, start to open their focus and to start tuning into information and energy and to focus on nothing, the act of doing that begins to cause the analytical mind to begin to become more suppressed, and all of a sudden those different compartments of the brain that were once subdivided they begin to synchronize, and what sinks in the brain tends to link in the brain. So now the person's feeling more whole, they're feeling more connected, they're feeling more balanced. The heart is in more coherence and more rhythm, and now the brain and the heart are working um, through the autonomic nervous system to maintain and sustain balance. And so once you lock into that and you feel that, you know the distinction between when you're there and when you're not. So then if you're staying in that state of grace, that state of balance, the state of wholeness, you're less likely to want to give up that feeling for anybody or anything. And that, that's the beginning stages of unconditional love. So our students do the work in our advanced events, and we teach them how to regulate those states over and over again. 
over and over again, over and over again, because it will become a skill. And the research shows one hour of just staying focused on something doubles the number of synaptic connections in the brain. So imagine you have a community of people where they're in and out all day long from 6 in the morning till 6 in the evening, and they're working on specific things. We can say that in a very short amount of time, they're not only rewiring their brain to a certain degree, but they're also emotionally beginning to regulate new genes. Why? Because it's a fact that science says it's the environment that signals the genes. Well, the end product of an experience in an environment is called an emotion. So when our students begin to embrace those elevated emotions, those heart-centered emotions, and create more heart coherence, more gratitude, whatever it is, <laughs> they're signaling the gene ahead of the environment. And the body of the unconscious mind does not know the difference between the experience in their life that's creating the emotion and their emotion that they're creating by thought alone. To the body, it's exactly the same. So then our students then are working on creating skills and new habits to be able to put more attention on their inner thoughts and their inner feelings and not all of their attention on their outer world. And they're managing their energy and they're taking their power back and they're building their own electromagnetic field, their own energy field, and that's the energy they can use to design a new destiny. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm the audience advocate here, and I am scared to, and I was there too. There's fear, you know, it's ex the external environment. I'm scared. This is new to me. Talk me through this a little bit, Dr. Joe, to help the audience say, you know what? Because I can, I can speak from my experience and say, you know what? Just keep going. Keep going through the fear. But I'd like to hear from your side um, to the audience saying, you know what? We know that you're scared, but we've got proof that this truly works if you do the work. Did I ask that question effectively? <laughs> yeah, no, look, we have, we have so many brain scans. I, I was in... Uh, where was I? I don't know. I was somewhere. You were. <laughs> at a conference. Oh, I was in London and doing a conference with uh, uh, my colleagues, uh, Greg Braden, and Bruce Lipton, and Linda Taggart, and we were doing this, uh, this consciousness uh, uh, seminar on human evolution. And I was showing just brain scan after brain scan after brain scan to the audience of people that heal themselves of anxiety and depression, like brain scans to show that it's not just a person saying, I feel better, like it's in their mind. It's actually in their brain. There's a, there's a significant change. So, so think about this. <clears throat> when people have anxiety, what they're doing is they're beginning to anticipate an event that's going to take place in their life based on their memory of a past event that's occurred. So the moment they are a little bit aroused by the fear hormones, of the anxiety hormones, the worry hormones, what they're doing then is they're, they're, out of the infinite potentials in the quantum field, they're selecting the worst possible reality, the worst possible scenario in their mind, and they're beginning to live in that future reality right in the present moment, and their body is beginning to believe it's there. So the thought that they're thinking becomes the experience, and the experience produces the emotion of fear, and the fear gives the brain and body an arousal because that's what stress hormones do. And so they're conditioning their body to become the mind of fear. And they're using that thought to get a rush of energy. So just like an addict that's using heroin to get a rush, they're doing the same thing, but they don't know they're doing it. So the redundancy of that cycle over time conditions the body to become the mind of fear. 
So now the, the fear is not just in the brain, it's in the body. Or someone who keeps reliving a past bitter memory in their mind over and over again, over and over again. If they keep doing that enough times, all of a sudden the hopelessness and powerlessness that they're feeling from that experience in their mind is literally conditioning the body to become the mind of depression. And so now the depression is not just in the brain, the depression is also in the body. So now when they tend, want to get up and do something, the body's been conditioned into being weak or powerless, and now all of a sudden they don't have enough energy to do anything. So in our work, one of the first things we teach people is how to find the present moment. So then there's a lot of talk about the present moment, and there's a lot of theories about it, but according to our scans, is that when a person is truly in the present moment, they've taken all of their attention off their body, and they become nobody. When they're truly in the present moment, they're not thinking about anybody else in their life, so they become no one. They're not thinking about the things they own or the objects they have. All of a sudden, they move to this place called no, uh, a no thing. And if they're not thinking about a place to go or where they're sitting and they get beyond their locality, they move to a place called nowhere. And if they're not thinking about their predictable future or their familiar past, and they're truly in the present moment, they're in no time. And that's the moment they become pure consciousness. And we've seen this over and over again, that the act of getting there, the, the, the effort it takes to get there, is just becoming conscious of those thoughts that are going to the future and the past. Noticing that you're feeling those emotions and becoming conscious that those emotions are taking place and settling your body back down to the present moment. Noticing your propensities to want to get up and check your cell phone or open your eyes and say it's too long and think about time. And you keep working back to that present moment. And if you keep doing that over and over again, the body, which has been conditioned to be the mind, just like an animal <laughs> that you're training, you're training the animal, the body is the animal, all of a sudden the body surrenders and goes, I'm no longer the mind. Somebody has a will that's greater than my will, and now I surrender, I acquiesce. And that's the moment the person liberates energy. And the liberation of energy then is the body moving out of the past. So the side effect of that is a lightness, is a joy, is a freedom. And the person all of a sudden realizes that that thought is no longer controlling them of the past or the future, and, and, they, and they feel more whole. So, so it takes a little practice, but it takes a little training. Just no different than any training that you do. In the beginning, you have to put a lot of awareness on it, but as you get better at it, uh, it gets easier. So, so we've had so many people, we have such a strong evidence that anxiety and depression can be healed by thought alone, and, and, um, and it's important for people to understand that. The second point, Sue, is that we already know how to do this. This isn't something that we have to relearn. We already know how to do it. I mean, when we get clear about who we want to become, we get very, very clear vision of what we want, and we have a firm intention about that idea, that vision, and we begin to emotionally embrace that future. We start feeling inspired and grateful and free. That creative process of combining a clear intention with an elevated emotion not only changes our biology and our brain and body from moving in the past present reality into a future present reality, but it's also changing the energy and the information 
that we're emitting electromagnetically. So we've all done it. Yep. We've just got to come out of our resting state and become empowered, become unlimited, to become free. And, and the repetition of that over time is doing the same thing that you did with anxiety, but instead you're reconditioning your brain and body uh, into a different state. And that, that process uh, gets easier and easier as you do it. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy, duty. <laughs> and, and it does. And I walk away from our week-longs. You know, we did the Advanced in Portland, and I walk away from that, and I just want to stay submerged in that space, that energy, all of that. It's just incredible. So, audience, let me ask you this. Do you want to get out of your way? Do you want to be in the present moment? Do you know what the present moment is defined for you? Dr. Joe is incredibly effective on teaching you tools on how to get into the present moment. And then when you're in that present moment and get setting a clear intention, and then of course, when you're in an elevated state, you can then, that's where the magic starts happening. So again, another question, do you have anxiety? Do you have depression? Are there other ailments in your bodies that are happening right now? Do you want to cure yourself? Do you want to release yourself from the, the guilts and the anxieties and the depressions? Just by thought alone, folks, Dr. Joe Dispenza can do this. He can help you do this. Go to www.drjoedispenza.com. You can go to his events page. He's got a week long coming up. What month is that? Do you recall, Dr. Joe? Is it uh, January? I think uh, we're doing um, our first week long event in Barcelona. I think it's the second week of January, January 8th. Yes. Oh. And, um, and, you know, let me just... Uh, step in here for a minute please so um yeah it's a lot of information and it's uh it's a lot uh but um we have progressive workshops where most people start and those progressive workshops are friday night saturday and sunday and it's a really a great opportunity for people to retreat from their lives for just a few days and to remove that constant stimulation in their external environment that reminds them of who they think they are as a personality to separate themselves from the people they know and the places that they go and the things that they do uh, every day at the exact same time, long enough for me to remind them of what they already know, that they're the creators of their life. And then once you do that progressive workshop, then you're eligible um, to do the week-long advances. And as I said, we've changed our model because I want more time with people because on our four-day advanced workshops right around Saturday, our audience is breaking through and they're doing really uncommon things. And I thought, well, my goodness, if I had three more days with them, I can't imagine where we would be. So we've changed the format because I believe that there's more uh, uh, for us to experience. And But in the book itself, Becoming Supernatural, uh, I have gone through such a labor of love to put so many different of the disciplines and the, and the meditations are finding the present moment, uh, talking about um, reconditioning your body to a new mind, the walking meditation, the, the mind movie technology, the activation of uh, different centers in the body. That's all in the book. So there's meditations that go along just about with every chapter. So there's a lot of uh, uh, opportunity for people to practice that. Fantastic. So the audience, the book that we're talking about is Dr. Joe Dispenza's latest book, Becoming Supernatural, How the Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. Please visit his website at www.drjoedispenza.com. Please look at his events page. You've got some online courses as well, so they can be eligible for the advanced. Is that correct? Yeah. So the last point is, is that if you can't make any of the progressive workshops to 
that we're finishing up in the next few months uh, uh, in the United States or abroad. Um, the next best thing is to wait uh, to the end of the year, and then the online uh, progressive will be an online course. It'll be uh, a nine-week pro uh, course, and there's a lot of content there. And then you can, once you do it online, you're eligible to come to a week long. So we've tried to our our best to make it as easy as possible for people to immerse themselves in the work, so that they can ultimately come to uh, those those week long events where, where the magic typically happens. Yeah, and I have to say to the audience, yes, he's making this uh, available online. However, I cannot urge you and invite you and gently, lovingly kind of shove you in the direction of going in person to these workshops because there is nothing more profound than being submerged in this energy. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Joe? I would, and that energy is a very interesting uh, uh, <laughs> phenomenon because it's so contagious. We, we now know that... Uh, when uh, you're in a community of people that are uh, very similar to you, that uh, come from all walks of life, from all cultures, all sizes and shapes, all ages, all skin colors, and you're immersed in a group of people that are really, really interested in uh, uh, making profound changes and connecting to uh, uh, to, a, to that energy, um, their hearts are open more, they become more coherent, uh, their brains get more coherent, uh, you're in a group, uh, uh, a, a collective consciousness that's really contributing to the energy of the room, and and uh, that's uh, when the magic typically happens. So uh, the, when we do these live events and we have uh, people together, um, uh, I, I never underestimate the power of uh, of uh, human beings, and we've seen some really profound things happen. So coming in person, of course, is a great way, but uh, if you can't, then the, the online course is probably the best way that, you can begin, or, or at least reading Becoming Supernatural. Yes, absolutely. Latest book, Becoming Supernatural, How the Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. Dr. Joe Dispenza's latest book, you can get that on Amazon. Please go to Amazon, go to his website, get his latest book, Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. I love the title, and it's so true, so authentic, so transparent, and it's so right there. It's wonderful. All right, folks, that's about wraps up our interview today. Dr. Joe, thank you so much for this time. Um, it's very valuable to me, and I love you. I love your team. I love the work that you're doing, and I cannot wait to join you next year for the week long. It's going to be so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much, Sue. Uh, you're such a bright light, and uh, love uh, when you come to the events and bring your energy and uh, love watching you have uh, have your moments. So uh, thanks for doing the work, and thanks for... Um, spreading the word to oh, appreciate it. You're so welcome. All right, guys, that was awesome. Man, I love Dr. Joe. Okay, so I I feel it's important also that we get some really good juicy testimonials. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to meet Robert and some other incredible people, but we've got Robert here. He's going to give you his personal testimonial. And then also I'm going to read you some really incredible testimonials just so you can get an idea of the scope of of how this work is helping people. So I had the pleasure of meeting Joe on a flight and there was a great connection and he said, you should really try one of my progressive workshops. A couple of months after that, we went to our first progressive workshop in Mexico City and it was a game changer for me. Right after the first workshop, I started meditating every day and I have not stopped since. Uh, It's been a year and a half. And I've done three of his advanced workshops. 
And the practice has really been a game changer in my life. I, I've just experienced so many benefits from the meditation, his workshop, his teachings, et cetera. So the one thing that is really exciting is when people say to you, wow, you're a different person. And I was already a happy person. I think I felt successful. But once I started the practice, it really has changed my life. The big things that I see that are different is my management of stress. My stress level is, I would say it went from a 10 to now a, a 1.2. So that's a, a big thing. I'm also really taking time to appreciate life more. I'm enjoying being around uh, the people that I want to be around. I feel more connected. It's been absolutely incredible. The, the other exciting thing about Joe's practice is the manifestations. Really practicing your meditation every day and putting into your meditations things that you want to happen, things that, that you want to materialize or achieve. And it's sort of funny. My friends now call me the master manifester. I've just really, really enjoyed putting things into my meditation and letting the quantum field just put it in a place that surprises me. And uh, it just happens. It's completely incredible. So I just want to thank Joe and his amazing people for the tools that they're providing us that really, really are game changers for your health, your life, whatever you want, all you have to do is simply close your eyes every single day and do the work, and you will see the results. Hi, my name is Mira. I really love Dr. Joe's work. It has inspired me in tremendous ways. It has inspired my work, and it has really personally changed my life. I feel that my life is that much more empowered. I'm much more aware of how I'm creating my reality through my feelings, through my thoughts, through my expectations. Everything feels to be in the upward. My personal relationships, my finances, the growth of my work. So this work feels amazing. I love being with like-minded people. I love being with my people, with my tribe, with my community. I love having that sense of creating something bigger and exploring consciousness and truly being on that cusp of, of knowing more, knowing the unknown and the divine for myself. It has allowed me to not need to control situations in my life. It has allowed me to trust that much more, have more faith in my own ability to create. It has given me much more faith in uh, me working with the divine, trusting the divine, knowing the divine. So in a very personal level, every control freak out there, everybody who feels responsible for everybody in their life and, you know, that the world wouldn't save you if you're not micromanaging and everything. I'm here to tell you that there is a much better way to live. And it's all about trusting and surrendering and, and allowing for things to unfold. And Dr. Joe's work has allowed me to... Uh, really reach that conclusion and relate to people and circumstances in my life in a whole new way. Honestly, the only thing I can say is I love this work and I'm very grateful. Hi, this is Carla Olson, and I wanted to share how much my life has changed since working with Dr. Joe Spenza. Um, I went to an event in June and then another one in September, and literally I feel like I'm recalibrating my entire life. The energy in my house is better. My whole life is aligning. 
even my daughter said, mom, I don't know what it is, but I'm just happier lately. So I feel like a lot of the work I'm doing is not only just affecting me, but it's affecting my family. For some reason, I had fought meditation for a long time, even though um, people close to me had recommended it. I got diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015, and that really changes your world. And I'm so grateful that I found Dr. Joe literally exactly two years later because it's helped me understand the power of my thoughts and how I am creating the reality around myself every single day. So since doing his work, I've really been aware of certain thoughts around fear, anxiety that have slipped by my conscious mind. And now that I'm aware of them, I'm literally reprogramming how my brain works to make sure that I'm not living in the past and I'm living in the present and actually drawing my future to me. So I've been able to create amazing results around my health. I've been able to finally start writing. I've always had ideas for books and songs, and it's just flowing out of me. I'm so excited. It's like a coincidence. All of a sudden, these opportunities for me to share my book or for me to share my song pop up out of the universe because he describes it as being in a state of flow. And when you're really listening to your subconscious, I think we all have these little whispers in our soul of things we're interested in, like music, or I want to write a book, or change the world in some capacity. And those whispers never really go away. And I feel like with his work, not only is it aligning me and my health, but I also feel like my true passions are coming out of me and it's very effortless. Everything's just clearer. You know, I get to benefit from that. So it's really humbling and I'm just really grateful that he listened to his calling and he's putting his work out there for everyone to receive. All right, here's a testimonial from Marianne. Marianne was diagnosed with chronic lymphatic leukemia and was told by her doctors that the disease was incurable and that it would be just a matter of time before her condition would deteriorate any further. Marianne decided instead to take different course, and of course, that course went to a miraculous story with Dr. Joe. You can see and hear all of these testimonials again on drjoedispenza.com. There's, um, and I believe he's got some testimonials in his new latest book as well. Um, Anitia, if I'm not butchering that name audience, sorry, was diagnosed 10 years ago with chronic asthma and bronchitis. Her condition requires her to take daily medications as well as to use oxygen tank to breathe. After encountering Dr. Joe's work, she decided to throw away the medications and use the power of meditation to heal her body. Man, you got to see what happened. Again, these testimonials and some like these can be found in his latest book. Give you the website again, www.drjoedispenza.com. There are also some more testimonials on YouTube audience. If you want to go there, you can also see the videos and audios. Justin's testimonial, Justin cures himself of symptoms from post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as scarring from his hernia surgery. Wow. Incredible. Um, Janine, she speaks about how she has been reliant for many years on antidepressants, decides after learning Dr. Joe's meditations to stop cold turkey. Hey, audience, disclaimer, disclaimer for all of you listening. You know, do your own due diligence. Uh, see your doctor where appropriate. You know, you've, you've got your own free will here. So any of this and the testimonials that I talk about, whether it's Dr. Joe, myself, or the radio, Huge disclaimer, you got to do your own work. 
All right. Uh, Bradley's testimonial speaks about having been diagnosed with an incurable and progressive degenerative disease. However, since gaining more knowledge from Dr. Joe and his work, applying that knowledge in his own life, he's now found inner source, great strength and optimism. You've got to go on and see his incredible story. We've also got Henry's testimonial, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you men and female as well, because it's not just an all-female crowd here. It's men and women learning the tools that Dr. Joe offers. Henry describes having a mystical healing experience at the advanced workshop um, at the Carefree Resort in April, May, I believe, 2015. More, uh, Jane's testimonial. She speaks about healing two conditions in her body. The first healing occurred shortly after the advanced workshop in Cancun. Oh, gosh, there's more. Um, Elizabeth's testimonial, the power of understanding the mind-body connection leads to freedom. Elizabeth speaks about overcoming an old thought pattern that would lead to serious bladder and other kidney infections. So, audience, seriously, why am I telling you this? Why am I giving you these testimonials? Again, I'm giving these so there will be some kind of recognition. You are hearing this interview for a reason. There's a reason that you're here. Take notes. This is your time where you can go to Dr. Joe Dispenza. You can go to YouTube. You can go to SueLundquist.com. I've got all the resources there as well. This is where you can heal your own body. If you're ready to get out of your own way, break the habitual habit, this is the place for you to be. All right, audience, anxiety, depression. Do you want to change and cure yourself with thought alone? Setting the clear intention within an elevated state is where the magic's going to happen. Dr. Joe Dispenza will help you to get there. Get through the fear. There's so much possibility right on the other side of fear. I'm with you. I love you. So are all the Dr. Joes of the world. Please get yourself the help you're needed. You do not need to be in that rat race of life and anxiety. Your true state and form is in love and grace. And you are the lawgiver of your body. Get it reconditioned. You can do that with the help of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Becoming supernatural. How common people are doing the uncommon. You can get his book on Amazon.com. Find all of the links and websites on my Facebook page on SueLundquist.com. It'll be in the newsletter. I will make sure all that information is available for you. Again, W. Dr. Joe Dispenza for his information. And that's it, you guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. To the iTunes world, I love hearing about you. Please remember to do a five-star review and follow us. And again, to all of those um, in Washington doing, well, actually Washington, Canada, wherever you're at, we'd love to hear about you. We've got the KKNW vote survey. I'd love your vote for the Gratitude Cafe. And um, it's a good, it's a good spot for you to voice your opinion. And we we honestly do hear what you have to say. And I want to remind you also, at the end, you don't have to have your first and last name. You can do it all anonymously, because I know some of you are worried about privacy and all that. So please just do it. That would be wonderful. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and will be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe.
Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulanquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulanquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.